Hey, geekish. Uh, now the song's in your head, so you're yeah, six six notes, and now I'm going down warp tunnels right now. Thanks for that. Yeah, you're welcome. <laughs> welcome back to the podcast. I'm Derek. That's Bino over there. Hi, everybody. Hello. Appreciate you taking um, the time out of your day to join us. You know, it's our thing that we do. Things may look a little bit different because the sun's actually up right now. It's crazy. Okay. We're yeah. people of the day. Yeah, you usually these in the evenings, and now there's. I'm looking at a bright, sunny window. It's kind of weird. <laughs> Humans, um, right? <laughs> but anyway, we do want to appreciate you. Uh, we do want to appreciate. We do want to thank you for joining us. We really appreciate it. Um, you know where we talk about nerdy, geeky stuff, and you can weigh in on the socials: uh, Twitter, uh, Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, even the TikTok. Yeah, it's at Get Geekish, easy to find. But uh, this week, it's been uh, kind of a discussion going along with the video game world as of late. And we're talking about remakes versus remaster versus do we even need them? Because this, so, this, this started with a lot of movies because for decades, that's been, every year it seems like there's nothing but sequels or remakes coming out. And now that's bleeding over into video games. It's not just a new Zelda or a new Metroid. Everything is now... Okay, we're just going to remake this other one. We'll remaster this one. We'll redo this one. Come out like it's 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 weird. <laughs> and and this is the thing too is like I appreciate it because they're they're vibing off of the nostalgia. You know, we're sitting here going, oh, you know, they Nintendo just released the remaster of Metroid Prime, which was a GameCube game. You know, that's like two systems ago, three systems ago, three systems ago, and it was a fantastic game. And I'm like, okay, cool. I could play it on the Switch now. But at the same time, I was like, did we really need this? And that's the kind of question that I've been asking myself as of late because, well, what kind of prompted this was Dead Space just came out. They just, they remade Dead Space on a whole new engine and everything like that. They tweaked some of the character models. They added some dialogue, which I appreciate because lately it seems like when we're getting different ports of games, it's just the same stuff and they're not really adding anything. So Dead Space kind of took it a step further and added a little bit more lore to it, added more dialogue from the main character because in the original one, he was kind of silent. So they added a little bit more to kind of expand the universe. They added a different ending. And again, they remade the game ground up. Now, I could again, I'm like, okay, I appreciate that. They, they made the effort to do something a little bit different. But at the same time, I'm like, as much as I love Dead Space, and yes, I did buy the, the remake and everything like that because I, I do love that game, but did we really need that? And that's the question, too, with... Well, I know you feel this way with Final Fantasy VII that they put the, the remake on PlayStation 4. I enjoyed it because I really didn't like the original Final Fantasy VII that was on the PlayStation and they switched up the combat and the gameplay and everything like that. And it feels way different. And I appreciate that because it's more my games type. So, again, I can understand that one. But then we have the remasters where it's basically just enhancing the graphics slightly. And, I mean, to me, some of the remasters still look like garbage. Like, they just put GoldenEye on Game Pass for the Xbox mm -hmm. from the 64. And as fun as it is to play it and get that nostalgic feel, it still looks like garbage garbage i mean i still am enjoying playing it but it looks like garbage but i don't know do we keep do we need them to keep remaking or remastering video games did did the video game industry run out of ideas mm -hmm. 
and I, I get torn because I, I'm, I'm with you in the fact I don't want to completely bad mouth because I enjoy some of them, but it, it does seem like a lot of video games to say GoldenEye and Final Fantasy VII. We all played GoldenEye all the time when we were younger. I played, I put 200 plus hours in the Final Fantasy VII on my old PlayStation. Loved the game. Remaster came out. I was really excited to download it. I think I've gotten like 20 minutes into it. I just, I'm like, oh, this is. Because so so many games have the time and the place, the engines and the consoles they were built on, and the time, the, the the graphics and everything was there. They were perfect for what they were, and you go back to try and take that and just put it on something else. And yeah, there's the nostalgia feel, but it's not quite the same. Even the the recent the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles collection that came out, that is so rad to be able to get all those Ninja Turtle games into one game play. But it's it's you put out oh this is fun oh this is cool but that that's all it is it's 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 just a kitschy like oh I'll play this for a while but no you're not going to get into it and sit there and play it for hours and hours and hours like you did when they first came out on the original systems. Well, that's the thing too is like Final Fantasy VII. I totally forgot that they've they've done different ports to the Xbox, right? They've done it to the PlayStation Three, PlayStation Four. So they've done the remasters and then they did the full on remake, right? Where even the remake for Final Fantasy VII that was on the PlayStation 4 wasn't the complete Final Fantasy VII. It was only like half of the game, and then they're going to come out with the other half sometime soon, supposedly. But there's been those remasters where it's still kind of like they tweak some things, but the graphics are still kind of garbage and everything like that. And I, like, I appreciate developers remaking the game from ground up. But at the same time, I'm like, did you really need to? Yeah, make it make like, a new, make a new game. I mean, Dead Space the the when it came out originally was on the 360, which wasn't too long ago, and you could still play it. You know, the original one on the new systems, and it, yeah, the graphics kind of lack a little bit. But I'm like, again, as much as I'm enjoying the remake of it, I'm like, was this needed? I, I feel like franchises like Tomb Raider are doing it right, where they just keep making new games. Yeah, it might be the same characters, even the same story, a lot of things like that, but they're not just like, oh, here's Tomb Raider 1, but we made the graphics really good this time and improved the gameplay. It's like, oh, well, we just made another game that's just like that, only the graphics are a lot better. Or here's a different take on the whole thing for it, because just here's the same game over again. I love downloading old games, but let them just be as yeah, I love playing old 8-bit games on my Xbox once in a while, but it's I, I don't need them to have a virtual reality 3d metaverse capable galaga 3d i i need eight bit dots floating on a screen for a few minutes like it's it's cool that's all it is it's just fun but i think i agree like with the recent tomb raider ones that came out it wasn't necessarily a remake it was a re um branding they they went a different route right they they brought the story to a new generation they they changed the character. They changed the story a little bit and everything like that. And I really, I honestly, I enjoyed the newer Tomb Raiders that they did mm-hmm. rather than the old ones. Mm-hmm. It was a lot more fun, you know, immersive and everything like that. And same with Devil May Cry. Like they re, they kind of did a different take on Devil May Cry. A lot of people didn't like it because they're like, oh, it's not the original. But I enjoyed it a lot. And then they came up with Devil May Cry 5, which followed more of the original formula, which again was great. So you know, this is the whole argument too, is like sequels, do we need them? If they do something different enough where it's a compelling story, then yes. But there's some sequels that are, I mean, just like Hollywood, they just shoehorn them in to get the money and you're like, you play it and you're like, why? Mm-hmm. I feel like and, we, one of the ones we brought up this, that ties in this is the Street Fighter franchise. Mm-hmm. There's got to be at least 
37 versions of Street Fighter 2. There's Street Fighter 2 <laughs> Championship Edition, Tournament Edition, Hyper, Turbo FX, blah, all these things. And it's just the same game with little bits and pieces added on over and over and over and over and over and over again. Mm-hmm. And that's where I feel like I'm going to catch all kinds of flack for this. But where I feel like what they did with Overwatch 2 is a much better future for those style of remakes. If you're just going to have a game that's going to change and evolve, just make it one game and keep it changing and evolving. Because you imagine if Overwatch was Street Fighter. I mean, they're different games, but just just walk with me down this path. Right. And it's, instead of Overwatch 2 being the only game you can play, people getting all forlorn because they miss Overwatch 1, blah, blah, blah. But imagine if there was Overwatch then Overwatch Champion Edition, then Overwatch Season 3, then Overwatch Season 4 Alpha, and then Overwatch 2, and then Overwatch Season 3, and Overwatch, and every single one was its own game. How frustratingly stupid would that be? Pretty frustrating. Oh, and the thing is, you got to look at the time, too. In the 90s, they didn't have that technology. We didn't have the internet like it was today. I mean, if the kids were listening now, they're like, you guys didn't have internet? That's true. We didn't. Yeah. Um, I remember getting my very first dial-up modem. It was great. Yep. But I mean, that's the thing is like, so they they wanted to take the franchise and keep adding new things. And was some of it a money grab? 100%. Because what was it? Super Street Fighter 2 Turbo that the gameplay was just a little bit faster. And there was like a couple other things that didn't really change from the other game. Mm-hmm. They're like that, that game, Super Street Fighter 2 Turbo is the same as Super Street Fighter 2. It's just things are a little bit faster, and I think there and there's not even a new character in that one. Yeah, it was just it was just a rebranding of it, and you know, of course, as kids were like, we gotta have it, and then we play it, and we're like, oh, this is the same thing. And I think the battle royale games, you know, uh, Warzone, Fortnite, even you know the way that Overwatch Two is going, Apex. As much as I kind of despise the battle pass. I can appreciate it because at least they're doing upgrades and you don't necessarily have to buy the battle pass. Right. Mm-hmm. But they're still doing free upgrades and everything like that, where they're enhancing the game. They're changing it every season. They're doing seasons where you can just pick it up and play it. Right. You don't have to buy the battle pass to still enjoy the game. So I, I kind of appreciate that route rather than just kind of reskinning the whole thing and saying, Hey, plus all those games right there are free to play. Which I think is fantastic. Yeah, I feel like the developers need to just know what they're doing going into it. I, I equate it to TV seasons. We've talked about TV seasons in the past and how great were some shows that were two, three, five seasons, and that's how many they had planned. But then studio executives decided they need to milk this from their four or five seasons, and they just had to cram some weird storylines to try and keep it on the air longer. But the original idea or the original gamut of seasons was fantastic because the writers that created it had the idea of we're going to do this, this will happen, this will happen, this will happen, and then this will happen. Oh, it'll be a great story. If you're going to do a video game, you're going to do a great video game story, beginning, middle, end, do your thing. It's a great video game. Maybe it'll live on in eternity. If it's amazing, you can make another game or a spinoff of it. But if you're going to have a game that's like, okay, we're going to do this and it's going to change. We're going to add characters and we're going to have the backgrounds change. Of the, okay, let's let's just make a game that will then evolve. And we don't have to keep making sequels. You just update it and keep it going along the way. Like, I feel like you almost have to choose from the get-go, what is this game going to do? <laughs> well, I think that's the thing, too, is I think, I mean, you look at the technology that they had, you know, with with Dead Space and the 360, 
I don't think that game, like especially single player games, as much as I enjoy them and like some of the stories are just fantastic. When it's on an older system, you can't kind of update it for the newer games mm-hmm. without without again rebuilding it from ground up like they did with the remake. Which again, it brings back to the thing: it's like as much as I'm enjoying this, I think maybe I would have much rather had Dead Space Four mm-hmm. rather than the first one again i'm loving the first one i love the remake it's bringing back so many memories but i think i'd have preferred four and that's the same thing too with goldeneye i'm loving it and the but if you're gonna port that game make the graphics a little bit better and that's the argument with a lot of these quote-unquote remasters is the graphics aren't much better than they originally were mm-hmm. or if you compare it the graphics are much better but just the way the graphics were designed are not as good. Look at because uh, they have they did they have a, a remastered version of Doom that came out. Mm, I mean that that's see Doom I think is doing it right. It's not a remaster. They relaunched the franchise. Well, well no, but they're the, just talking the original Doom, redoing the franchise, just the original game itself. No, yeah. they keep porting the same. They, they keep porting it, and the graphics are the same as you, which you would have played on DOS. Yeah, so. <laughs> which is great. But can you imagine if somebody came along and said, "Oh, we're going to take Doom One and we're just going to up the graphics and the gameplay and make it better and try and re-release it as a new Doom game?" It would still be terrible because the way it was designed was a very cubist DOS pixelated graphics. So if you just tried to make it look cool, it would not be near as good a game. Yeah. Would it? I mean, it's it's it just takes away from me. Like, well, this is dumb. Why am I? Why don't you just make something new? If somebody took that old game and tried to make it look really, really flashy and cool, that's it's not what it was. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say I do think Doom is doing it right. Like they're they're keeping the game that you know from the DOS. They're just kind of putting on it every system just to have that nostalgia feel, and they're not messing with it. But mm-hmm. they're also coming up with new games to expand the Doom universe because the new Doom games are they're so much fun. But the thing that I was just thinking of too is I think one thing that they kind of forget too is like some of these retro games look like garbage nowadays because our TVs are too advanced. Mm-hmm. You got to think back of when these games were designed, they were for those tube televisions that were bulky and had that, you know, humming sound on it and everything like that. And we, 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 we talked about, talk about not having internet, but I don't know about you, but I was young enough to still feel like I was special because we had a color TV in our house. Yep. And our big screen TV was like 17 or 19 inches. That was the, the middle of the living room on the entertainment. And like, Whoa, it's like a 19 inch TV. Wow. <laughs> I, know, I look up and this is a 55 inch right here. Just like I would have never imagined as a kid, you know, cause my laptop's a 27 inch monitor. <laughs> right. And that's the thing is you're sitting there. I remember sitting back in my room again, you know, three feet away from the TV. That's, you know, 20 inches and you're sitting there playing games and you're like, Oh, these are great. And that's the conversation that we've had a lot. It was like, man, games didn't look great back then. Yes, they actually did. It's just since technology has evolved and our eyes have evolved with the technology, if we try to play them now on this TV, it's not going to look as great. And yet granted, if we fire up an old two TV and hook a PlayStation up to it, the graphics aren't going to look that great either, but it's going to look better than what it does on an HD TV. So mm-hmm. I think that's what some video game developers are like, Oh, let's just bring this, you know, let's take this game that everybody loved and put it up there. You got to change it. If you're going to, if you're going to re don't, I would say stop remastering games and remake them from the ground up. Resident Evil two and Resident Evil three did it right as well. They remade the game 
from the ground up. They switched the camera angles. They switched the gameplay. They added some stuff in it. They, you know, it it feels and looks like a next gen game. Mm-hmm. But I, I feel like they, sometimes they capitalize too much on the nostalgia because we are both nostalgia fanatics. Mm-hmm. But there's the double edged sword of well, we release this game. Let's say Resident Evil One. If you put Resident Evil One as a remastered, redone, re blah blah ramped one on there without changing much. We all played it. We already know what happens. Like, what are you going to do? We already know the exact story. We know the outcome. So why would I bother spending the time to go through every nook and cranny again when I already did this years ago just because it looks, oh, I might see a few extra drops of blood on this zombie that comes out and jumps at me. Who cares? I feel like if they, they, they redo a doing is to make something spectacular and new and then release the old one as a, you know, port this with oh play here's the original resident evil one play that and then you can play here's you can see how far we've come or something like that but here's a new game like you said it's something it's not just here oh here's this remember this game you want to play it again if i wanted to play that game again i'll play that game again but don't sell me on something new because it's a game i've already played but you just made it look nicer right well i think that's again you know with with the dead space with resident evil 2 resident evil 3 where they changed it up they added more dialogue to expand the universe they you know they for resident evil 2 and 3 they recorded all new dialogue for dead space they had a new voice actor come in record dialogue to you know make it feel like a different game which does it and especially resident evil 2 and 3 definitely feel like a different game if you remember the lockdown camera type thing from the original resident evil 2 this one's more of a third person it feels a lot better it flows better it moves better and i think on some of the remasters they're yes they're targeting nostalgia but i think they're trying to get new people involved but then you get these new kids involved who have been playing nothing but next-gen graphics and they play a game that's been quote-unquote remastered where the graphics are slightly better than they were but not to next-gen standards and then they go this game's stupid Mm -hmm. (laughs) It's that situation. You, I mean, you you've got kids on there. You try and show them suppose the game you loved as a kid. You play with you go, oh, well, this game is great, and you see their faces like, this is stupid. Why would anybody yep. play this game? You're like, you shut your mouth. I spent thirty five <laughs> hours a week playing this game. <laughs> Respect your elders. <laughs> but I don't know. I mean, it's the same thing, and it 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 makes me worried for the video game industry because I mean, there's a lot of indie developers out there that are putting out some really great games that are kind of looked over. Granted, the gameplay is not long on them, and then people just trash them because they're not spending 70 hours on a game. Mm-hmm. And at the same time, and I know you're the same way, sometimes I want to play a game and beat it in five hours and feel like I accomplished something because I have, dude, I have Red Dead Redemption 2 on here that I still have in maybe I have like two hours of playtime through and that's a huge game there's i mean there's so many open world games mm-hmm. that take 70 to 80 hours to play and i i just kind of get overwhelmed i'm like eh, do i want to play that or do i want to go and just play this single player game that i know i can beat a couple levels in yeah there, there's 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 a time commitment that goes into it and i know kids when you get older you start to realize it but <laughs> <laughs> You look at something like, oh, if I want to play this to get to the good story part, I'm going to have to devote four or five working hours or working weeks worth of time to put into it. Like, eh. Or I can play a round of Apex Legends four times. Yeah, okay. That's fun. I got to go think, now. <laughs> I think that's the thing. I think that's why some of the multiplayer games are kind of succeeding. Um, you know, some people are like, oh, single player story games are they're dead. I'm like, they're not dead. It's just you guys need to tweak a little bit. 
because again, I'm excited for some of the new games come out and I see that they have, you know, a long game time, a long shelf life when you can play it. I'm like, Oh, that's great. But at the same time, I'm like, that's kind of daunting too. I'm sitting there like, Oh, this new game came out and it's 50 hours worth of gameplay. That's awesome. For a consumer standpoint, you know, you go drop $70 on a game, you want to be able to spend time with it. But I'm like, there's this indie game that I know I can beat in two hours and I can feel more accomplished. Well, it's something that the, the market's so saturated from top to bottom. There's so many video games and with all these ports and remakes and stuff like that, it's not just the new video game. I mean, flashback 10, 15, 20 years ago, whatever indie games are out, whatever system was there, like that system, and then maybe the previous generation system, those are the only games you could buy or rent anywhere. Mm-hmm. If it wasn't out in the stores, you couldn't get it. If you, when the Super Nintendo came out and the Sega Genesis, you had one of those, so you get Super Nintendo, Sega Genesis, and then you could still occasionally do regular Nintendo or regular Genesis games, but there was no other options. That was it. That's all you could do. Then you started getting the PC and home computer games. They had a bunch of them out there, but of real games, you could go to electronics boutique and see the video game wall and see literally every video game available in one rack of the wall. Those were your options. That was it. But they just keep growing and growing and growing. So now there's tens of thousands of options of games, all different indie companies, all different freeware companies, all different online places that are just trying to get people in front of them. So there's not that, that moving the needle for anybody that's spending all this time and money to develop games. There's no, profit in them on that side for a lot of them unless you get one of those big name developers to sign on the game you can make the greatest video game known to man and have five thousand people download it and maybe half of them play it and then it gets washed away to the next big thing that comes around so it's it's that needle in a haystack almost it's a it's like music there's some amazing bands that have never even had a record label take them seriously and there's i won't name names specific bands that make billions of dollars for mumbling over two beats for 10 minutes but (laughs) i don't know i mean and that's the thing is like again i appreciate you know the time and effort because stripping a game down and remaking it on a whole new engine is very time consuming i applaud them for doing it and everything like that i I think it takes a lot more than people think too Oh yeah, people that don't, that don't actually program video games. Like, why don't you just copy? It's the same. Just put the game over on something else. It's not a big deal. It it doesn't work quite like that. Yeah, you have to <laughs> if you if you're gonna properly remake a game, you have to recode everything. And again, that's why like I appreciate the Dead Space remake for what it is. I appreciate Resident Evil two and three for what they are because they they stripped it down. They made it feel like a new game, even though I've already played it and I know what happens. They made it feel like a new game. But in the same time, again, that voice in the back of my head was like, as much as I'm enjoying this, why couldn't you just come out with a sequel to it or something else? And I I guess my argument with that, too, is like, so you have the Callisto Protocol, which is by the guy that developed the original Dead Space. It's the same, you know, kind of gameplay. And that game, from what I've heard from reviews, I I was excited for it, but then from the reviews kind of fell flat. And Dead Space Remake is way better than Callisto Protocol, which is a new game. And I'm like, why couldn't you guys spend more effort on Callisto Protocol and make it what Dead Space is, what it, in Callisto Protocol, what it should have been? I think, I don't know. I, I think they're also, I mean, how many broken games do we get that they just rush out to, mm-hmm. you know? 
I'm, I'm still waiting for the day that somebody comes out because there's a lot of great video games out there. I'm not trying to badmouth any of them because lots of people work hard on a lot of them. But I don't think oh, yeah. any I don't think anybody's ever mastered the the mix of storytelling and gaming yet. Like every time you get no matter you get some of these uh, you know, compare video games when you're younger, the entire length of cutscenes in movie or video games from the early two thousands were like 15, 20 minutes long. You got new new ones now where you have a basically a feature length movie cut into this game that goes throughout the certain thing. But there still seems to be a disconnect where it goes from actual playing to cutscene. There's there's still that disconnect of this is different, this is something else. And the style of play doesn't always match the cutscenes that go on. Because it's tough for me. A lot of games I, I look at uh I wish I could do an example. Even even the, the Call of Duty franchise, you go between when you try to do stuff versus when the cutscenes happen, the everything changes so much. Like everything you have to do, it, it goes from intense running around doing stuff to oh sit back and watch this guy sneak through the forest and talk really quietly and stab okay. Oh I gotta I gotta shoot for stuff, I gotta shoot for stuff again. And it's it's this weird blend of if somebody can finally create that feeling of when you're playing the game and the cutscenes feel like part of the game or the cutscenes feel like part of the part you're playing, I think we're going to cross a whole new threshold of games. I don't know how it's going to happen, but it's... I'm going to tell you it already has. So, obviously, you know, uh, Hideo Kojima, the creator of Metal Gear Solid, kind of started working with that when he came out with Metal Gear Solid on PlayStation, right? Mm-hmm. Where you're sitting there playing and it takes you into a cutscene. My old, my biggest argument when I was younger was why can't the why can't the gameplay look as good as the cutscenes look? <laughs> but I think we're there now because you know I've been playing through God of War Ragnarok and um, I mean even the, I keep coming back to this Dead, Dead Space remake is doing a great job of it where they're blending the gameplay into the cutscene back into the gameplay pretty seamlessly. I mean, God of War Ragnarok is great because I'm sitting here, I'll be playing, and then you can kind of tell when a cutscene's coming, but the graphics don't change. The pace doesn't change. There's no loading screens, and it just kind of flawlessly just kind of goes into that, and you're still immersed in the story. Mm -hmm. And I think they do a great job with that. I think some of the first persons lose it because... Like with Call of Duty, you're sitting here playing, you know, you had that first person view and then it goes to a cutscene and all of a sudden your character's on the screen and you're kind of like, okay, mm-hmm. you know, I, like, I get that. I, I can get a drink now. <laughs> yeah. I, I understand where you're coming from on that, but I think like uh, there is some single player games out there. God of War is is one of them. Um, why can't I think Horizon Zero Dawn is another one. There's some great games out there that are just doing it great where they don't have a whole bunch of stuff on the screen. Right. There's no HUD or anything like that. They have a, just the minimalistic things that you need for your health and everything like that. So when it goes into a cutscene, it doesn't take you out of the game. And when it comes back, you're still in there. You're like, OK, mm-hmm. let's go. And you're really enjoying it. So and as I said, they said that I wasn't going to I don't want to bad because there's a lot of ones that have come a long way that are getting mm-hmm. close. But other other ones you mentioned, even the stuff I say, nobody's got it perfect yet. It's getting close. There's getting there's shades of it being on there. But. There, somebody's going to finally find that magic combination that I think is going to take this all this game and do level. And I wonder if it's going to be something that incorporates the the VR style into it when there's the immersive experience when everything has to look the same. But if it's it's just going to be, oh, it's, I'm excited for it. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna leave with this. So going back to the remaster remake thing, um, Grand Theft Auto Five has now been on three different systems. 
Started off on the PlayStation 3, Xbox 360, went to the Xbox One, PlayStation 4. It's now put and ported over to the PlayStation 5 and the Xbox Series X. That game has been, uh, that's three systems. That is a lot of years for that single game to be on the Skyrim, another one where they just keep putting it out. Like, enough's enough. <laughs> and I know, I know we have Grand Theft Auto 6 coming out and everything like that. And people have been playing Grand Theft Auto 5 to the grave, but it's just like, to the grave, nice touch. Right. It, it's just it's just one point. It's just one point of you're sitting there going, This is too much. This is too much of a cash grab. This is because I mean there's people out there, and I know them who have bought Skyrim on the 360, the one, the Series X, you know, it's just it's too much. So and the the, the thing is, is like, yeah, the graphics are a little bit better, but come on. It's just got just got to find that next step, and we're inching closer to it. There's lots of things that have come out of it, but I I am excited. Like I I wish I could just peek another ten or twenty years in the future and see what games look like, just to get have a taste of it. But <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I mean, we're. Do you think we need to keep doing like video games? Need to keep remastering and remaking to edge on that nostalgia or. <sighs> need is the wrong word. It's going to happen regardless because yeah. people are going to come out of it. And like I said, we both enjoy some of the nostalgia. So obviously there's a want for it in some ways, but I, a lot of video game makers really need to focus on, we need to have a compelling story that is good going forward for the engine that it's built on, the graphics it's built on. You can't just take an old game and put it on something new and it's not, and make it good. It doesn't just happen that way. I would say I'm all for them doing the Dead Space or Resident Evil take on it where they take an older game and upgrade it to where the gameplay is different and that they enhance the story. Because there's definitely some games that I would love to play again from you know, the PlayStation era and even the Genesis era. But the thing is, is I don't want to play those games. I want to play those games on a newer console. I want to be immersed in the graphics because yes it's again sometimes it's fun to play and you're like oh man these graphics are so bad we used to think they were so cool and you're like oh yeah this is fun this is fun but then the nostalgia fades mm -hmm. and that's why i think i enjoyed resident evil 2 and 3 is because they were different enough from the original games where maybe, they enhanced everything maybe more video game makers need to take a page from something like star wars and the fact of okay we don't want to make Dead Space 4. We want to make re remake Dead Space 1. Well, okay, how about you find some different characters or different people from that world in Dead Space 1 and tell a story from a different section of it. So it's still in the universe, but it's not just rehashing the same story over again. You know, kind of just expanding the world up. If you really want to do this on here, you don't want to make a brand new one. Okay, let's go back to this original story and find some spin-off story we can do off of it or a different character's version of what happened or something. I don't know. Yeah, but you got to be careful with that too because you're going to get a lot of people who are upset about it. Like, we didn't need this. I mean, Star Wars is one perfect example of that. I mean, there's been a lot of spin-offs that we're like, we don't need this, but then there's been spin-offs with, you know, the um the Fallen Order Jedi, which is a fantastic game, but it's still But let's let's be honest, we're talking about video game remakes and even we've gone off on Remaking a video game, ah, we didn't need that. Upgrading a video game, nah, we didn't need that. Making a sequel, nah, we didn't need that. I mean, yeah. we, we, we're 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 pot calling the kettle black or whatever for that one. It's yeah, no, no one's ever going to be happy for everything. So true, true. <laughs> Even us, true. we're we're trying to be the 
positive looking forward to it. We're still like, ah, why are they doing this? This is ridiculous. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, again, don't get me wrong. I did spend money on the remake. I love it and everything like that. But do we need it? I don't know. I don't think so, but I am enjoying it. Anyway, <laughs> discuss. Let us know what you think. At Gigas is on the socials. Let us know, and then uh, we'll uh, chat with you next week. Woo. Stop recording. Dot end meeting.